Welcome back. It's been a minute. Hilarious Society. We're back in this fucking building with the boy Jay Fish, also known as Ice JJ Fish. You might have heard a song. It's something about sugar. This man. Yeah. yeah those days are behind me now. Time to move on to. He's a change man. He's a change man. Anyway, thanks, brother. Welcome back to the show. Jack's been on here a couple times before, but today is gonna be more of like a laid back episode where we're kind of just spewing ideas about. Uh, success and just kind of like growing up as a young man and like yeah. seeing our lives change a little bit um you know going from zero dollars in my bank account to two dollars in my bank account's been a big change quiet 200. transition 200 percent increase uh, in <laughs> quick math anyway but uh yeah but let's just get into it obviously we've been doing solar for about a year now both of us um not just solar but i feel like both of our mindsets have changed quite a bit so kind of going off um the beginning what are your one thing that i've kind of noticed is sometimes, at least for me, like your thoughts are the loudest at the quietest of moments. And kind of how I have looked at that, at least from my own life, and I want to hear what you have to say as well, is like when I'm just driving or when I try to spend like five to ten minutes in silence a day, I notice that like, you know, your thoughts will just come to you, right? But yeah. when we live in such a noisy world where at least for me, dude, I get up, podcast, in the shower, music, get in my car, music, go to a meeting, talking, go to a home, you know, closing, Mm-hmm. go to the gym, music, you know, playing video games, watching TV. It's just constantly noise. And I feel like the world's gotten so noisy. You think that it's, it's a good thing or a bad thing? Over, I think it's a bad over, thing. Overstimulation? I think it's too much stimulation. I think that, um, and I'm curious how you, what you think about it, but I think that in today's world, like there's, it's just too noisy. Like David Goggins talks about, worlds get noisier every day. And I think just giving yourself 10 minutes of silence is fucking huge. It doesn't even have to be meditation. Just whether you're driving or you're just laying in bed when you wake up or maybe reading, it allows your brain to just kind of think and, you know, your conscious is kind of talking to you, not to get yeah. too uh, No, I, I agree with you. I think uh, it goes both ways though. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, if you're in a bad spot and you're being silent and you're just, <laughs> yeah. your, your self-talk isn't good. It's going to be shitty. Yeah. It's, it's the worst thing possible, right? That's so I point. think that's a reason why a lot of people... I'm not saying that. <laughs> like a lot of people. No, but uh, I think you know you got to be conscious of that. And yeah. I think if you're not in a in the right place, yeah, what you're doing is just secluding yourself from everyone by being you know silent, true, and being surrounded by that stuff. Yeah. So some in some aspects, I think it's good, but at the same time, or bad, um, you know, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, no, I think it's got its positive stuff it too. You know. Yeah. Um, because you're constantly able to learn, educate yourself um, yeah. about what's going on, um, and get into topics that you actually enjoy, mm-hmm. and you can immerse yourself in that. And so, even when you're, you know, doing chores around the house where you could just be sitting there doing nothing, <laughs> I know you like to do the dishes. Yeah. Um, so when you're doing the dishes, and key, you're just, key, yeah. you know, mindlessly doing the dishes. You can put on a podcast, yeah. learn something, and you know, be productive at the same time. So it's pretty cool. Um, it's just, you know, it's also, with overstimulation, though, it'll eat away at your time. 100%. Um, I agree. I mean, we all know what it's like to be on that um, endless scroll where you sit yeah. on your phone for an hour just watching 10-second videos. Um, I don't think that's any good. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to say that. <laughs> you get into the rap world. Yeah. yeah so. No, that's a good point, though, dude. Actually, um, to, and anyone that's listening, so I'm laughing. Just, this fool Jack's like me. He's the ultimate jokester. He's not even being funny right now, but it's hard to take this guy serious because just a little bit on like 
uh, our friendship when I first met this dude. First of all, this guy was the most quiet fucker ever. He wouldn't say two Dude, day words. one, I was quiet. Yeah, he was day quiet. Day one, dude. I didn't know where what I was getting into. Yeah, um, yeah my last job, I was like yeah. the loud fucking the the jokester. Goofball at uh, yeah. our table? Yeah, at our, RTP. I yeah. was the jokester. And then Thank get over to um, the great poorhouse. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was kind of quiet. I'm like, bro, I don't know if all these guys are just screams <laughs> or what. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Nick's like... Me times ten, dude. Fucking around, dude. But dude, Jack, yeah, I always fuck around with Jack at work. We used to do stupid shit, like not to go off from this topic, but like, yeah, he'd be at a table and like middle middle of a serving serving someone, I'd like put my hand on him. I'm like, dude, great job, you're really killing it today. Like, yeah. embarrassed. Like the best was when we were uh, introducing ourselves by like, random names. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey so, there, I'm uh, I'm table. <laughs> yeah, on furniture. Nice. On furniture. Nice to meet you. I'm Ti eighty four color edition. <laughs> oh, dude, another one. Be- Nothing beat when we did it to Jace. When one time our buddy Jace was serving the table, and it was like eight dudes, all our age too. And I went up to him and I showed him like, "Hey, when you get a minute, Daddy needs you." And Jace, instead of like not acknowledging, he's just like, "Okay." <laughs> all the guys looked up from what they were doing and just staring. Oh, that was hilarious. That yeah, was, dude, I was crying. Dude, yeah. That was like happening like right next to me, so I watched it all go down. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nick does a great job just going up to him, straight face, and yeah. I was like. Hey, um, whenever you get a minute, uh, just let you know Daddy needs you. <laughs> Jace, is so funny. Jace is like in the middle taking orders, and he's like, "Okay." And yeah. then all the guys are like, "What? what Who's Daddy?" Yeah. That? What the fuck? Uh, I was bro, that was, size. Yeah, the best table it could have happened. Yeah, it's honestly, but honestly, kind of, kind of somehow ties back into it. just like our mindsets when we first were there. You know, like fucking around, just making like, a couple hundred bucks, chasing chicks, like getting hammered all the time, and like coming into like solar with sales. Like, don't get me wrong, we still have a ton of fun, but, like, you know, dealing with lenders and financing and, like, real estate market in a way, like, I feel like it helps us really grow up. But the other thing I think it does is it really, like, it's who you surround yourself with. But I do want to get back into what you were talking about before, Jack, is I think you made a good point about as far as, like, going down the rabbit hole. And I'm, dude, I'm no different. I don't know if you've seen the, the I think it's called The Social Dilemma on Netflix or, like, basically explaining about how, like, social media is, like, destroying, like, the youth. Yeah, I mean, that. well, it's designed to be addictive. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'll be the first thing, man. I'm yeah. on, you know, Instagram, <laughs> Fact, yeah, Instagram, 100%. you know, Pornhub, all of the above. <laughs> uh, no, you no, porn, but, uh, mofos. Yeah, X videos. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm, on, I'm on all of it. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, getting on to those social medias. And it's like, I, I set myself up with those uh, app times. Dude, that's pretty smart, actually, yeah. Dude, I always bypass it. <laughs> it's as simple as a, 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 a yeah. single code. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, approve for all day. Yeah. And then, so, <laughs> I mean, there's been very few days where I actually <laughs> let stuck it, up. Let it go. Yeah. It's but hard. It, it's something to consciously be aware of. Like, if it's by 12 o'clock and you've already hit your your limit. Yeah. You know, it's like. You mean noon? Like, yeah, 12 noon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're uh, midday and you've already hit your limit for social media. It's like, man, how much time am I spending on it? And then yeah. I think the phones do a great job, at least with iPhones. I don't know about Android fools. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you're so sorry. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, if you have an Android, don't watch this. Yeah, uh, so get out of here. Uh, yeah. Dance. You know, this is going to be on Apple Podcasts, not yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just kidding. Thanks. Um, so, uh, with, no, with iPhone, where it tells you, you know, at the end of the week how much time you spent on it. Sometimes oh, dude! Disgusting. Yes, bro. I, it, exposes. Like, it exposes. It's, it's fucked up, man. Because even that, I know it's not the true number. Yeah. Like if I'm playing a YouTube video in the background. Yeah. Um. That that that's what I'm doing all day. Yeah. Like I'm always playing a YouTube podcast video or, or some Spotify shit. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, man, that is. 
I'm spending too much time on there. So, yeah. yeah, you know, I think it, it is harmful, but at the same time, you're just surrounded by like a wealth of information and knowledge. And it's, yeah, you can either take it that route and, you know, hear the good stuff and find out a lot of good information, or you can sit there on barstool sports, yeah. looking through memes all day. And Facts, like, yeah. That's a good point. Good. That's kind of what I was getting to is like with the social limit, they talk about how um, literally because of the amount of, I guess, mass marketing and media and just like how intertwined it's become in our culture with social media, um, they, they say that like dopamine is released every time you get like a like, even if it's something small, like a like or a follow or a DM. I know it happens for me when I'm checking. Like I literally, I don't know, like, we talked about this off camera the other day, we'll literally go on Instagram or Snapchat, and then go back to the other one. Yeah. Two seconds later, like, bro, yes. nothing has changed, but you... It's, it's like what we were talking you. about when you open up the refrigerator when you're... Uh, yeah, hungry. You're younger, and you're hungry, and yeah. you're like, hey, I'm going to open up the fridge, see, <laughs> see what's in it. it. Yeah. Nothing. Five minutes later, you're still hungry, and you open up the fridge, <laughs> thinking maybe something's changed, right? And then you're like, oh, shit, I'll have those pickles in the back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that mayo yeah, from 2008. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, good. oh, fuck, yeah, dude, I'm going to just have ketchup and crackers. That's Right? Um, yeah, but no, it's I, the same idea, yeah. Yeah, you do the same thing, where it's you just go back and forth between a few apps, Right. Like, yeah, I don't know if people really possess the skill really anymore mm. to consciously not do anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. You're talking about spending 10 minutes a day. It seems yeah. like nothing, right? Yeah. But it's kind of difficult. Dude, it's fucking super hard. Man, it's so even like in between sets at the gym, for example, mm -hmm. like, dude, you're just sitting there for like a minute. It's like, fuck, dude. I want to look at my phone. Um, like it's weird. Like I'm just like change there. song, do something, change podcast, look at the time, check an email. It's yeah, stupid. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's kind of what they talked about. But um, yeah, kind of getting on that is like, yeah, it, like I think today's society is just so noisy and I'm like the first to admit it. Everyone that knows this podcast knows that like I'm always, if, everything you guys hear is coming from my perspective. So if you have a different perspective, that's awesome. But I know I'm calling out my own faults and it's tough sometimes, dude. And like, you know, just how addictive it is on all these quick fix things. And Joe Rogan talks really good about this. And he says, like, if you don't, which I want to transition to next, like, if you don't start your day with suffering, like, suffering will find you regardless, right? Like, everyone knows, fucking people are going to die in your life. You're going to get laid off. Economy's going to crash. You're going to get sick. You know, it's inevitable, right? You're going to have suffering in your life. Um, so if you can harden your mind so that you're more prepared by, like, choice, suffering by choice versus suffering by, like, by, I guess, just... Well, What's the word I'm looking for? I know, and it's weird because, um, you know, you don't want people to suffer, right? Yeah. Nobody wants anyone to suffer. 100%. However, suffering is what makes you do better. Yeah. Um, I think Joe Rogan, yeah, speaking of Joe Rogan, yeah, yeah. he was talking about it, um, like people who are depressed and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard thing, but suffering, for some reason, makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. When you go to the gym in the morning and you put in a hell of a workout mm -hmm. and you started your day like that. You're gonna feel better the rest of the day. Hundred percent. Doesn't matter what you do for the day. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird that it's just like suffering. Putting yourself in physical pain in a way helps you out mentally. Yeah, which is a cool thing. Well, the thing is too is it's when it's suffering by choice, like when it's controlled suffering. Yeah. Obviously, a family member dies. That's horrible. A family member dies. That's so horrible. It's traumatic. You're not prepared for that. You shouldn't ever have to be like, oh, someone's gonna die one day. I'm ready for it. You know, life just throws curveballs at you. But what he's trying to get at, the essence of it, is ultimately like. For me, like how I start my morning, my morning routine is the same every day. Now, I'm I'm human, right? There's days where I'll slack. Like if I wake up hungover, I'm probably not doing this, but on a normal day like I did today, I wake up, I try to wake up at the same time every day. First thing I do when I wake up is I go in, uh, brush my teeth, and I turn on the water, extreme, extreme cold. 
And so I brush my teeth first. It kind of lets me like get ready to get in the cold you shower. You like to do cold water on your toothbrush? You ever done hot water? No. <laughs> no. Well, listen. All right, all right. So cold shower, cold shower in the background, cold water in the shower, but I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> and so I brush my teeth and like allows me to like kind of like prepare myself mentally. And then I just jump in the shower. And guess what? The first five seconds every day, just without failure, fucking sucks. You know, I'm fucking like, God damn it. it instantly adrenaline start kicking in. I'm fucking cold. And then after about a minute or two, your body acclimates, just like your body can acclimate to suffering or any sort of, you know, long-term endurance or even short-term acute suffering. And then I get out and instantly I feel good because I know it's stupid, but like when you're cold, your muscles tighten. So I get out and oh, I look a little pretty good this morning. Um, and then as soon as I'm out of there, I dry off. I do a hundred pushups and then do a hundred sit-ups and then I make my bed. So before I fucking step out of my room, I've already got a mini workout in. I've already done something that sucks and my room is clean. And it gives me like a sense of fulfillment. And then I'll go start my day with whatever I have to do. I was going to say, I mean, what you're talking about is a couple things that, you know, many famous people are hounds on. Yeah. Stop. Uh, Andrew Huberman with yeah. the oh, he's uh, huge, cold yeah. showers, right? Yeah. Um, he'll talk about that starting your day off. Another thing he likes to, um, you know, express to people is uh, going out in, in the sunlight. Like if you're not leaving your house or opening up the windows or stepping outside until two o'clock, it's going to mess you up. Yeah. You need to be out in the sunlight as early as possible. Um, and then making your bed, the Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Classic. Dude, classic. So good though. Getting one thing done for the day already propels you forward. Yeah. And it's as simple as, yeah, tying your shoes. Same um, thing. Doing the same Jocko thing. Willing kind of talks about it too. It's like at the very least you have a shit. You're not Jocko Willing. It's the Hookham, Texas, uh, I don't know if you've seen that Navy SEAL speech. His name's Tom Shea, I think. Could be getting it wrong, but he has the Make Your Bed book. Mm -hmm. But there's a great commencement speech you guys should check out. Um, but I forgot his name, but he's a na famous Navy SEAL. And he always talks about you should start your day every day making your bed. And what he means by that is by itself, like, yeah, making your bed is pointless, damn near. But it gives you a small sense of confidence and you can start stacking your wins. If you listen to anyone that's successful – and by the way, guys, it doesn't have to mean, for people listening, you don't have to work out in the morning or take a cold shower, but you need to do something every day that you don't like to do. It could be getting up at 5 a.m. and reading five pages. It could be getting up at 6 and going for a walk. You know, It could be fasting, whatever it is, but if you can build a consistent ritual, what it does is like discipline equals freedom, right? And what I've learned in my life is when I feel the most confident and comfortable in any sort of environment is because... For the last, let's say, week or two weeks or a month, I've been doing the same shit every day. And so when other aspects of life come in, like maybe I'm in a clothes where it's like way unexpected or maybe it's a physical altercation, some sort of environment where it's a little bit more unknown, I'm way more confident and comfortable because my mind has already been hardened from doing the same shit every single fucking day. So yeah, I mean, I think that to a degree discipline is freedom. Now, like I said, I'm not a fucking monk. I always say that. I mean, obviously I make mistakes. I don't do the same thing every day. But for the majority, I understand I feel so much more in control oh, when I do it's that. the truth. I mean, the, uh, when I'm having the best weeks in terms of like, you know, mental growth and stuff like yeah. that, it all comes from consistency. Yeah. The, the weeks where I do bad, where I, uh, you know, don't show up to a morning uh, Jack meeting. Jack goes 9 a.m. Yeah. yeah um, and it's all because of uh, I threw myself out of whack, which is like going out or something like that. Yeah. I enjoy having fun, but it messes with my consistency, which then throws off everything else. Yeah. It's a domino effect. Right. Once you kind of pull out one thing and you don't follow through with it, or you do something that's kind of out of the uh, the ordinary, right. oftentimes I think it has a domino effect that you don't really realize. Yeah. And I think to avoid that, it comes down to um, was that short term gain versus uh, oh, you mean like short term pleasure for long term d displeasure or discomfort versus 
short-term discomfort for long-term like yeah. success. Yeah, yeah, delayed gratification. Exactly, hundred kind of percent. Right? Yeah, um, and it's when you go for that, yeah, instant gratification or um, you know short-term pleasure. Right. Um, what you don't realize is how it's affecting you in the long run. Right. Um, because there's always consequences to everything, and like you know, going out and drinking and stuff, super fun in the in the in the moment in the moment. Yeah, and then afterwards, ruins your next like day. Shit, yeah. Ruins your next day, and then because that day was effed up, you know, you threw off your whole sleep schedule. Yep. Next thing you know, you're waking up later, and it just, it happens to me. Yeah, 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 facts. It's it's hard. It know? domino effects for sure. Like we'll take going out for for example. I go out right. I spend. Like the good thing with this job we'll get to financially, like money is not a problem, which is awesome, right? And we're only growing with our finances, which is great. But the bottom line is, I spend more money than I should. I get lack of sleep. I'm extremely hungover the next day. I sleep in, so my sleep schedule's fucked. Finances have been taking a little hit. My diet's fucked because I've been eating like a ton of shit. And then when I wake up, because I still feel shitty, guess what I do? DoorDash pizza, DoorDash yeah. ice cream stuff, feels oh, shitty, every right? Time. And then guess what I most likely do? Honestly, I'd say 9.5 times out of 10, I don't go to the gym that night. I don't do anything productive. I probably play video games or sit in my room all day. And then I go to bed that night, half prepared for the next day. So you're right. And it takes like, usually if I go out really hard, and this is just one night, God forbid I go back to back nights, which I've done before, um, is it will take like two to three days to be fully back to normal. To yeah. like where I'm at. Yeah, to and be back the momentum, the same because, schedule. Because the well, momentum, it, ta- it stops momentum. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know the idea of uh, you know pushing a rock up a hill, yeah, or pushing a rock or something like that, yeah. or or you know riding a bike. Yeah. Um, once you stop pedaling, it's going to be a lot harder to start up the bike again. Right. Versus if you just keep pedaling every single day. hundred percent. Um, yeah, I, I think that's huge, man. Yeah. It's just keeping that momentum going. hundred percent. I think another thing too, kind of on this, is like every rep you do towards something that sucks is usually another rep towards confidence. And at least what I've seen in my experience with life, whether it's you know with solar or girls or working out or reading anything that I, that I'm doing. And maybe sometimes it's displeasurable or discomfort. It's discomforting. Every rep that sucks, I end up feeling better and like more um, in control after, you know, like for example, let's just say the gym, like I get up, I don't want to go for a fucking run. Like yesterday I, had, I went for like a four mile run and then I went to the gym after I did not want to do either of those things. But after I did both of them, I, at the night when I fucking lay my head on my pillow, you feel so much better. I'm like, dude, I was, I got after it today, and nobody's forcing you to do it. That's why, like, when I was in school, right, and I was playing football or running track or whatever, like, you know, you have a coach and you have, you have more of a reason. There's a team. You want to be liked by your peers and you want to be, you know, an athlete, which is great. But then when you get out, once I got out of high school, I realized quickly, like, dude, nobody's really telling me what to do. Well, anymore. I was going to say. You have to be your own fucking coach. It's basically like when you move out, too. Yeah. Like, constantly having your parents nag you to yeah. do the chores, do this, make your bed, clean your room, do the dishes, yeah. you know. Not the dishes. Yeah, except for the dishes. Yeah. Back in the house. Like, that yeah. kind of shit, right? And it was always annoying growing up. But then when you when you don't have that, you don't have somebody telling you what to do. Yeah. And, like, I'll tell you, like, living by myself. Yeah. Dude, things can pile up. Yeah. And it's like, you really have to, like keep on top of that stuff and when you stop doing it dude it, yeah it it compounds dude, it's exponentially yeah. worse yeah so you know you're gonna avoid it and it's like uh picking out a scab or something right yeah. where if you had just like dealt with it um you know you chose not to pick up the scab it'd been fine it would have been done with in a couple of days you mm. keep picking at it you're gonna it's gonna last a couple of weeks scar and shit yeah, yeah. Exactly. and it's gonna yeah, it'll scar it'll make yeah. it look worse it's like 100 percent. have you heard of that um that I guess it's like a would you rather and it's actually I remember learning hearing about it in my freshman year of high school and I was like put things mm-hmm. into perspective but it's would you rather get a hundred thousand dollars every day for 30 days for a month or would you rather 
take uh, a penny and uh, every day yeah. it doubles, right? Yeah. And I was like, the fuck a penny gonna do? Like, right? And yeah. I know it's hundred thousand. I know. Well, that one's like, no. If you explain the math to anyone, no, don't. It's, like, oh, but I'm not gonna do the penny. Not the not the math on it, but if um, more just the idea of it, because it's like basically how it works. Like after thirty days, the penny's like fuck. You're like a, I think it's a mega millionaire or a billionaire. Like you're worth a fuck ton of money. Yeah, yeah. But the I, the idea behind it, which like holds deeper weight than the finances itself is like doing something um every day is going to exp- like you just talk it's going to compound you do the right thing every day if i go to the gym 30 days in a row don't miss a day and i haven't done that in a while where i didn't miss a day in 30 days i'm shredded i know my body i'll be shredded right guarding or you know also taking into consideration that i've been eating healthy and getting sleep if i don't go to the gym for 30 days i'm fucking out of shape and that's only 30 yeah. days dude like take a month of anything a month a month out of the gym is so bad that is horrible. I can't remember the last time I did that. That's a lot, or like not working out. Um, and so, kind of what that brings me back to is just like, yeah, like people don't understand like the little things you do. Like Tony Robbins always says, like where you are in your life is a hundred percent because of your decisions. Yeah, the decision to go to the bar, decision not to go to the bar, the decision to spend money on X, Y, and Z, the decision not to, the decision to take the job or to not take the job, the decision to ask that girl out or to not ask her out. Like all these decisions have gotten you to this point in your life. Well, and I feel like that also kind of ties into the Jocko uh, yeah, extreme ownership. Yeah, 100%. Um, take ownership for all those decisions you made because right. it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm stuck in this spot because of so-and-so, because of that. Yeah. It's like, well, no, well, you, you, and let's say it is, you know, your, your friend who's kind of always, you know, keeping you down or something like that. Right. But you chose to hang out with them mm-hmm. from the beginning. Like yeah. you chose to hang out with them. You chose to be friends with them. Right. They were changing and you still chose to be around them and it brought you down. Yeah, that sucks, but like, at the end of the day, take owner ownership of the fact that you chose to be around these people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that kind of ties into what you were no, saying. No, dude, that was actually a great great thing to transition to because I was going to bring up next. I'm sure everyone's heard it depending on who you, Dan Pena, freaking, I don't know, a ton of people have talked about. people? Yeah, you are the yeah. five people you hang around. And I think that it's so true because like, all right, take you, for example, before you came to Poorhouse. I'm not saying you don't have great friends, but like, what you were doing was a little bit different, like drinking, going out more, me the same way. I love all my friends. I have nothing but like love for all the people in my life. But when I started hanging around Christian and Max, right? And then like you came along, like my, my brain started shifting. It well, started, it yeah. was, it's super crystal clear looking at it now. Yeah, um, back because, then, yeah. I mean, yeah, looking at it now, how you acted back then, there'd be days I'd be hitting him up to uh, like go out floating with us. Oh, yeah. Hang, and he'd be like, nah, dude, like I'm going I'm to work. And I'm like, man, stop being a fucking lame yeah like i was like annoyed i I remember being like dude hang out with us for once like why are you being so lame yeah oh you're so cool oh mr business guy guy. yeah like oh dude i'm sure you're having a great time working right now i'm out on the river having fun hanging out yeah drunk drinking much of yeah Yeah, having a good time hanging out with everybody listening to music yeah doing what you should be doing in the summer right Mm -hmm. however you know what i didn't realize is that he was kind of surrounding himself with a different group of people who had a better mindset, had a larger mindset, right. a bigger mindset. And um, then when I kind of got introduced to that, it flipped the switch on on me as well. Yeah. All of a sudden, I wasn't going out quite as often. All of a sudden, I was doing the exact same thing, saying, I can't hang out today. Yeah. And it, it changes. And yeah, and it's exactly that. You are the, the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. Yeah. Um, I forget, you know, there's like another quote that's basically the same thing. It's like, um, show me your friends show, show me, your future yeah like show do you want me to sh- you know show you your future show me your friends yeah that's who you're gonna be um, and it's it's the, it's the truth man I always thought you know like you know how parents always say like 
Um, careful who you hang around. Careful with who you hang out with. Yeah. You know, uh, if they jump off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? Yeah, well, yeah all that saying. shit. Yeah, it's stupid. And you look at it, and you're like, oh, dude, I would never do that if they did that. Yeah. But what I was like, realistically, was the telling, like, oh, if your friend started getting into drugs and smoking all the time, yeah. Odds are you're gonna start smoking yeah. all the time. You're gonna do all the bad stuff that they do. Um, yeah. And it's nothing against your friends, but you just gotta be aware of who you're around. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, exercises I did. Gosh, I must have been 18 or 19. I was doing a uh, behavioral psychology class. Okay. And that was the first time I had heard that. Mm-hmm. told me, it was like, you are the five, you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. So right now, everyone, list the top 10 people they're closest to. It could be your dad. It could be your grandpa. It could be your best friend. It could be your cousin. It could be your girlfriend, mm-hmm. boyfriend, wife, husband, all of those. List out all of those people and then um, write down if they're positive or negative on your life. Mm-hmm. And so I had people who are negative Stop talking to them. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh shit, like, wow, it's that easy. If they're a negative impact on my life, why am I going to keep bringing them along? Right. Because they're just bringing you down. Um, and it's not helping you get better in life. So, yeah, I, I, I firmly believe in I think the, so, uh, yeah. the five people around you influence you. 100%. I think also, too, what you kind of like touched on is I think a lot of times when people are like trying to change their life, I think at least for, and I had the same thought process until, you know, I kind of started studying other successful people is like, I always thought change. I got to add stuff. I got to, I got to, you know, I got to start doing this. I got to join this mastermind group. I got to start eating this. I got, but well, it's, you so kinda, just, it's so attractive, but exactly. It seems like that's what like, you oh, just need to add I, stuff. I'm out of shape. I need to do keto. But the bottom line is you kind of hit on it. It's like, you need to remove things. People yes. think like. You need to add shit. Subtraction is bigger than subtraction will addition, always yeah. will always add to addition in a way or multiplication. But is like like little, little things like this month. One of my things is like no video games. It seems so stupid because I'm a grown ass man, but big I like gamer, to play. Big gamer, big gamer. No video games and like no desserts and all that shit, right? And like don't get me wrong, I for people that don't know, like I will play PGA, it's fucking golf, every night when I get home after work, right? I bust my ass. It's like I go to the gym, I do homework. I, I'm being productive on the day, but I want to sit here and fucking play video games. But guess what takes a hit when I'm on here? I'm not reading as much. I'm not watching masterclass videos. I'm not watching sales tactics. And just in these last seven days, I haven't played it all. And dude, sometimes I really want to play. I've gotten more shit done in the last seven days just by removing something. Not by adding, by removing that. And then same with desserts. Like my my physical shape, like been doing more work, uh, workouts, but like removing just desserts, just no cookies, no fucking ice cream. Even I want it, it's like, it feels good. That's something yeah, I was fat say, ass. you were getting really fat. <laughs> We were getting so almost two hundred. Um, it was to that point where it's like, man, do I say something? <laughs> or no, but for real, just let it happen. But for I, real, and though, I was like, man, you know, he likes chubby girls. So yeah, like, oh, know, big chubby guy, um, dead, dead ass. But honestly, though, it's just like removing things. Like shit becomes more clear too. Like for me in my life, whenever I like remove things, you know, make make my priority. Let's just say sales, fitness, and school. And if that shit doesn't align with that, like you start to just be able to like clean the bullshit aside. It's like once you wipe it, right? Well, I mean, I think a big thing with this one um, too, and I, I agree with what you're saying, yeah. removing people, it's always, you know, it, it seems almost cliche. It's like toxic people, yeah. right? Like with relationships, whether it be with friends or girls or something like that, yeah. removing those people out of your life, although it's hard, makes makes the world of the difference or it makes yeah. the, you know the world difference yeah um and that's that's something hard to do with any kind of toxic people right uh, i don't know what are your opinions on you know removing people dude because it's hard i think that's huge especially I mean, when like you know your friends sometimes and here's the thing too it's almost not it's 
like you become your environment, right? And I've always said this, you know, I got homies in all different aspects of life, you know, and I'm not one to judge because I've been there and maybe for the people that are more successful than me, I'm headed there. But sometimes it's like people take it personal, especially with our other friend group, which they know they are. They're great people. Like they want nothing but the best for us. But sometimes people take it personal. It's like, dude, success is a lonely road sometimes. Like everyone's going to take it personal. Nick doesn't kick with me. Jack doesn't like me. It's like, I love you guys for who you are. I'm going to be me. So you can take it or leave it, but I'm not going to fucking sit back and do the same shit you guys are doing every day. Once again, happiness is like in the eye of the beholder. You can be the happiest fucking person in the world, live in a tent in goddamn Thailand and surf every day. And that's your happiness. Do that shit. Don't, don't chase money. Don't chase success. I mean, fitness. That is totally fine. But for me, what I want in life, I want fucking financial success, physical health, right? I want to make a ton of money. I want to, which is financial success. I want to leave an impact. I want to be well-known. I want to be famous. I know what I have to do to get there. And if it doesn't align with that, I'm like, okay, fuck it. I don't have time for this. Now, for someone that, you know, works, you know, five days a week, nine to five, and they make $80,000 a year and they have a wife and kids and they get to go to every one of their kids' baseball games and their wife and their marriage is awesome and they have a, you know, three bed, two bath, and that's, that's their dream idea. Literally all the power to you. I think that's phenomenal because success doesn't need to be the same thing for everybody. And I, I was going to say, I think that kind of ties into the idea of the why. Yeah, exactly. Why you're doing this. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a different why in life. Yeah. Some people's why's in their life is, you know, to become closer to their family. Yeah. Um, to be like a family person and, you know, to be the best person in their community, blah, right. blah, blah, whatever that may be. Other people, you know, it's financially motivated or, you know, um, success right right so there's different whys for everyone and then i think what a lot of people currently you know i don't, I don't know um they might not have ever realized what their why is yeah and once you kind of realize you know what motivates you and what you want to do you can act on that yeah. motivation um you can act on that you can you know what you're aiming towards if you want to be successful um you know financially speaking um what that's going to take is for you to work harder get a better job you know, improve yourself in, you know, all of your sales skills. There's, there's things that can lead to that financial success. If you want to improve your, you know, family relations, um, and being better in the community, community, all that sorts of stuff, there's ways of going about that. Right. So you can figure it out as long as you know what your why is. Yep. Um, I think that's just the biggest part is figuring out what you want to do and what you're talking about, like, however you see success or whatever your goal in life. Once you realize that, though, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it really changes how you view opportunities of life and situations you're currently in. allows you to kind of take a, like a, almost an out-of-body mm -hmm. look at yourself um, and be introspective. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people haven't kind of realized what they actually want to do in life. 100%. I think sometimes the hardest part is going from zero to one, right? It's like whatever that is, whether that's getting your first sale or finding out your life goal or talking to that girl or whatever aspect because once you understand like oh i know how to get from zero to one then you know how to do it again get to you know one to two two to four right it starts multiplying um and i think a large part of yeah being successful or being happy because they kind of go hand in hand like to me dude am i fucking happy when i take a cold ass shower or when i go for a fucking four mile run or when i don't go out on a friday no, night you know it's going to lead that's to what's success to. therefore i feel a sense of like confidence mm -hmm. and I'd much rather be temporarily miserable and be fucking confident when I go to bed at night and, and genuinely proud of myself 
They'd be like, oh, I'm happy I'm eating this fucking ice cream and I'm happy I'm playing video games. I was going to say, deep night. down, like, shit. all of the struggles, though, they lead to your happiness. That's what I'm saying. That's so what I'm like, Even to. when it's like, oh, it feels like shit, at the back of your mind, it's like, oh, it means I'm going to get better. Yeah. So in a way, it's like you almost start to feel happy doing the shitty things. 100%. Because you know it's going to lead to where you want to be in life. Yeah. But real quick, just to wrap up with the toxic people. Yeah. Sometimes there's actual toxic people. Sometimes it's just people that are not the same wavelength you. as you. Yeah. Um, and what I would think is it's, yeah, it's hard to cut, especially, I mean, I'm sure you've been there too, bro. But like for me, like with chicks, like there's some girls that have fucked with me and I'm like, oh my God, but the sex is so good or yada, yada. Right. It's like, you know, I'm being honest here. I'm a dude. It's, it's hard. And it's hard to walk away. Yeah. But you that have to so fucking awesome. look yourself in the mirror and understand like, dude, she's not good for you. In, in this case for women, or maybe it's your buddy or whatever, or maybe a girl, guy, whatever. But I can only speak from my perspective, um, what I've experienced. And it's like, dude, I remember there's a couple girls that drove me crazy. And the and worst part is to it. The worst part is you would know it too. Oh yeah, you can be hundred percent aware. You can be conscious of the fact that this person ruins you. Yeah, and you're like, I don't give a fuck. I still want to. Uh, I want to. Yeah, I, I want to talk to her. Everyone hates her. I, I still want to be. Yeah, yeah. and, and then you start lying to yourself. Start lying to people around excuses. you. The other thing that's crazy too is you know. There's been a couple girls in my life that have actually like throw me through the loops a little bit. I'm like, whoa. But when you get out of that little fucking phase and you look at them again, and you're like, bro, oh, you're honestly bro. not that good. You're like, nah, you're I'm not like, interested. You're what not attractive. Like, yeah, your personality sucks. You look you're back at those girls that. Like, but then you're on it. The other thing is, but you're on a different wavelength. Like, you're like, dude, I'm in shape. I'm making money. You know, it might, like, whatever. I'm not, it's not boasting, but. You're in a confidence spot. Like, dude, I got my shit together now. Why the fuck was I spending all my time on this chick that didn't give a fuck about me? Well, I was going to say X, Y, and I remember girls, um, you know, that I would have, like, done anything for. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. She's so hot. Dude. Oh, she got it all. So hot. Yeah. And then now, you know, talking to them, I'm like, Ugh. that's fine i am not no you are not down not what it's like yeah it's it's weird to describe you know i don't want to obviously put anyone down no yeah we're not name dropping um well it's it's not even that it's just in a way it's almost the whole idea of once you kind of realize them for who they are Mm -hmm. and you get over that whole like they're perfect amazing yeah everyone has flows it's it's crazy it's crazy to like look back at it and then what you were talking about before when like Let's say you were obsessed with a girl or you really liked a girl. And then a couple of years later, you're like looking back and you're like, man, what the fuck was I thinking? Oh, yeah. I did. So I times. did. I did. I can like go back all the way back to like shit when I was in like elementary school. Yeah. Like being obsessed with girls. And then like, you know, that goes away. And then I remember like being in like seventh grade and looking back at myself in sixth grade. Like, why did I like that girl? Yeah. Well, right. The, it, it's, it's a constant thing. And then the next yeah. thing you know, you start liking a new girl, and you don't realize it. Yeah. But a year from now, you're gonna be like, "Why did I, I like, like her?" Yeah, yeah. There's it's, a. It's, it's hard weird. to find a good one. The other thing is too, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, um, is like Stevo of all people had a really good um, shit on Joe Rogan's podcast. He had a really good like quote, and basically when the it went along the lines of he was talking to his therapist, and he was like, well, "Why can't I find the right girl?" This is when he was like a big druggie. Now he's clean. For everyone that doesn't know, Stevo's like super clean. Um, he's off drugs. He's like doing pretty good, I guess, in life, but. He was talking to his therapist and like, dude, I don't know why I can't find the right girl. And the therapist is like, well, let me ask you this. If you were a girl, would you be attracted? Like, what kind of girl do you think you're bringing around in your life? Is it about druggies and hoes and all this? And like, how do you expect to find like Mrs. Right if you're not Mr. Right? And I was yeah. like, damn, I thought about all the characteristics and I've still got a lot of shit I got to figure out. And I'm like, how, can, how am I supposed to look for Miss Independent, financially successful, super fit if I'm not holding mine to my own agreement, right? 
Like you are what you attract. And I know a lot of people think law of attraction is bullshit, but I 100% yeah, agree with it. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, like, what's a quality, uh, you know, like non-physical or anything like that yeah. that you find like attractive? Attractive in a woman? Uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I think uh, someone who's motivated oh, yeah. is huge. And it's like crazy. So hard to find. It's, it's extremely hard to find. Just in our generation, like in general, people I mean, are day. Age. Exactly that. And it's like, man, you can't expect to find somebody who's like motivated and wants to do better in their life. Yeah. If you're not doing that. Right. Yeah. Or I'll see like, a, here's another good example. I'll see like a really, it also levels to it. Like, let's say I'm at a level six in here, but I want to grow to 10. I'm like, well, I need to move up. Like, for example, I, you know, I work out, I'm in good shape, but I'll see like a super hot gym, babe. And I'm like, dude, I want her. And I'm like, well, am I, don't get me wrong. Never. Take this a grain of salt. Never compare yourself like, oh, she'll never go after me because of my like, I'm not fitness. Chris Bemstead. But yeah, you're like, dude, okay, well, she's super in shape. Like, why don't you get there too, you know? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you need to be physically the same level as everyone. Because people are like, oh my God, it looks body shape. No, I'm fucking not. I'll be soft. But what I am saying is, uh, confidence is king at the end of the day. Like, I've seen the ugliest dudes pull the prettiest girls and vice versa. You know, some like pretty good looking guys with some like pretty beat chicks. I'm like, bro, how, like what? So I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole, but bottom line is what I'm trying to get at is I'll see someone that's a woman that's excelling in a very, very high standard at any level. And I'm like, dude, I want that. I'm like, well, am I even at that level? Yeah. Or am I even of trying? That's a big part. If I'm not applying myself to that level, like, okay, well, she probably goes to the gym every day. Nick, you haven't gone to the gym six days in a row in the last three months. Like, you know, one plus one equals two. You need to show, not even her. Don't do it for any particular person. Do it for yourself, but just be aware. If you're trying to attract certain people in your life. Maybe it's, a dude for finances, like, dude, I want to be around a Christian, a Luca, or a Max. Okay, well, are you showing the right characteristics that would make Christian or Max or Cody want to give you an opportunity? You know what I mean? Like, you have to be very self-conscious, not self-conscious, but honestly, yeah, like, very self-conscious. I, of self-conscious, or I, I like to say just introspective. Yes, my bad. Yeah, you not self-conscious, introspective. Yeah, well put, well put. Um, but I think that's that goes without saying is, like, trying to take that deeper look and seeing how you're playing yourself. Like, am I doing the right things? And there's areas that you're probably killing it in, like, I, in life. And I was going to say a great tip for that, in all honesty, is something I've kind of taken up is, like, any kind of journaling. Like, write down yeah. your thoughts. Go through, if you're, like, running through, like, a situation in your head, like, man, how should I handle that? Blah, blah, right. blah. Write it down. It makes it so much easier so that you can see from both perspectives. Right. That's one thing I'll try to always do is, like, be able to, like, look from both sides. Right. You know, especially with, like, Political stuff, right? Yeah, 100%. I'll, I'll we'll talk about that later, yeah. Yeah, you know, where I'm like, you know, I consider myself, you know, I'm conservative side of things. Right, like, right, right. Wing. Yeah. Um, but uh, then, you know, I also have to be able to like consciously look at people on the right, like what are they doing wrong? Like, yeah. Dude, why are you getting outraged by this? Like this is, yeah. come on. Like, yeah. It's stupid, right? And so it's like you have to be able to walk both roads. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that idea of... You know, you, you can never know what someone's going through without, if you've never walked a day in shoes or something. Yeah. Um, and it's that idea too. It's like, you have to be able to put yourself in their shoes yeah. to kind of figure out a situation. And by writing it down, I think it really does a good job. Uh, that's, helping yeah, you that's get huge. Through, it, get through issues. It that's takes great. a lot of um, self-control and also, yeah, like self-awareness. That's one of the hardest things. Cause yeah, you're right, dude. Like being on the right side politically, but also understanding there's flaws on the right. Yeah. Just like someone on the left, because bottom line is, I don't care who you vote for or what you believe in. Each person has um, their but own right and they're entitled to it. Every single but like, you cannot be like, my side is always right. It's like, it's not even politics. It can be anything. It can be your favorite team. It can be food. It can be culture. Whatever the fuck it is, you have to be very aware. That it's like there's two sides to every story. Um, and what a real leader does, or someone that is very like, um, 
I guess, in control, emotional intelligence, the book I'm about to start reading, by the way, mm-hmm. um, is be, being able to understand the other side. Even if you don't agree, you have to at least understand because for one, it de-escalates the situation and two, you can have a rational conversation. Yeah. Like think about how many times, and I can speak for myself, that I've gotten an argument with a guy or a girl and I knew, I thought I was so right. A lot of times too, alcohol is never your best friend. I was drinking, sometimes obviously too when I'm sober, I'm not always just arguing I'm drunk. But I look back, I look back in my, that situation, I'm like, bro, fucking A, like, they actually had some good points, but I was so fucking stubborn that I thought I was right, I had, my pride was too high, my ego was way too high that I couldn't let my guard down and understand where they were coming from. What I think a lot of what, you know, people do, and maybe, you know, this would apply to that situation, is you kind of build a narrative for everyone around you, Mm -hmm. right? And you make sure that they fit that narrative. You're going to ignore everything else, it's like, that's, you know, go back to like a political issue, right? Yeah. You only view the left as one kind of person. Like yeah. They fit the narrative. Stereotype. They do it. Yeah, yeah stereotype. Yeah. Or if you're like kind of like one of those, you know, like guys who like hate women and stuff. Yeah, a menist um, or whatever yeah, it's called. Incel. Yeah. Anti-feminist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one, yeah, or yeah, manist. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. it's called. Um, you just build the narrative of every single girl and mm-hmm. you all of a sudden you apply it to every single yeah. girl and it's like, dude, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't just create a narrative for everyone without even talking to them. For sure. Um, and it's a hard thing to like overcome too because it's yeah. so easy. It's Everyone has a, is that like bias, like affirmation yeah. bias. Or yeah, I know you're talking about like yeah. that. Where they only look at the things that go along with their personal well, yeah, beliefs. beliefs. Yeah, beliefs, uh, yeah. It's, it's hard. And you go through the world ignorant, but like the world, like the way I look at life is life's meant to be experienced, right? Like highs and lows. Talk to as many people as you can. Get as many different ideas and perspectives. And whatever you believe, all the power to you. But the more people I talk to, whether they're 100% right, wrong, in between, I learn something. You can learn just as much from a fucking idiot as you can from uh, – from a genius. Well, yeah, I mean, being willing to learn from everyone. It's the idea of, uh, like, can you, you can learn the same amount of information from a homeless person on the street as yeah. you could from a billionaire, 100%. right? You can learn what not to do from a homeless exactly. person and what yeah. to do from a billionaire. Right. However, some people close their, their minds so much so to the homeless person that they won't even yeah. give it a chance I'm not saying go around and talk to homeless people and <laughs> yeah. learn not to do crap it's pretty yeah. obvious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no you should be like willing to actually listen to both sides right. um, and and understand that there's knowledge to be gained in every single situation yeah. even if someone I know is like a fucking piece of shit yeah. and I, I'm like dude I hate that person yeah I'm still learning from them. Yeah. I'm still learning. I'm like, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to do that. And if you do, that. you check yourself. Like, oh, fuck. I'm acting like that piece of exactly. shit. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want to be like that. And yeah, you remove. Like I said, it's easier to remove than it is to add. Um, another thing, dude, I want to talk about. This is going good, though, bro. Thanks again for popping on. We're yeah. like spewing ideas. Um, I said this to you a couple months ago, but I think it's good to bring it back up. But I was having, just like you talked about with thoughts, you journal. What I like to do, um, just before getting into this, is I record myself. And it's only for me. No one ever sees it. Anytime I have any good, bad, indifferent thoughts, and I put in a, a folder, I have like 2021, it's called uh, reflection videos, 2021, 2022, and now 2023, probably once a week. They're not like timed, but whenever I feel an idea or thought, I just fucking grab my phone, and I, when I'm, usually when I'm in the car, I talk to myself, and those are really good for me because I'll go back and listen to my mind, like, where was I at? And so I think it's good to do that journaling, but getting on with it, um, confidence, this is something I put down. Confidence, I think, is directly linked to clarity. The more clear and certain you are about who you are and where you're going, the more confident you become because your future becomes more controllable and therefore more predictable. Kind of like we talked about a little bit earlier, but I do want to retouch on this and kind of get your perspective on it as well. But 
I think at the end of the day, when I'm at my most peak level of, let's say, fitness and confidence and sales ability and intelligence is when I'm so, my, um, my clarity in my life is like damn near certain, right? I'm never going to be 100%, but when I know like, okay, I've been going to the gym every day, I feel better. I've been going to sleep at the same time, my mental health is better. I've been saying this in the close instead of this, I know how to close the deal. I've been doing this to make sure that it gets the install, great. I know how to, I've been saying this to relieve a homeowner's stress or uncertainty, this works. I've been saying this to a girl that I think is attractive and cool to go on the date with her and this works. And I just feel like the more clear you are about life, I always think of it like windshield wipers, like it's fucking pouring rain, there's shit on your window. The more clear you are, the more it's like, oh fuck, now I see the bigger picture, but. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, what you're talking about with clarity. Yeah. I mean, um, if you're not clear about what you want to do, where you want to go, um, what kind of motivates you, what drives you, you're going to have a hard time being confident. Right. You know, and like you were saying, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, the more confident you are, the more, you know, clear-minded you'll be. The, right. The more clarity you possess. Yeah. And then vice versa. You know, the more clarity you have, the more confident you'll be. Um out of curiosity, though, what do you think are some of the things that lead to more clarity? And the, let me kind of answer it yeah, from my perspective first. I think, um, you know, it's weird. It's all C words. But clarity no. comes from, you know, confidence. Confidence comes from clarity. But to build clarity, you need to have some consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, I think consistency is huge. I mean, we were just talking about it. Um, if you're not – if you're doing something different every single day, as, in terms of, like, you're not – you're not, you don't have a good routine. Right. Um, you're going to lose out on some clarity there because you really don't know what's going on in your life, right? Once yeah. you create a routine, you know what you're going to do here. You know what you're going to do there. You know during this time of the day, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be working. So when you have a routine, it really gives you clarity. Um, and I think that just comes from consistency of doing yeah. stuff. Um, what are your opinions on what kind of give you clarity? Well, I think, first of all, that's a really good point because white space on a calendar is like the devil. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but like they say white space on your calendar is like the devil. Reason being is for me, when I write, it's another thing I like to do. If it works for you, use it. If not, whatever. But before I go to bed every night, another part of my, like I guess, before I sleep routine is I always lay out my clothes for the next day. So my work clothes, my gym clothes, and if it's a weekend, maybe like my outing clothes. Um, and then I write out my day. And usually... The more shit I have to get done the next day means I have less time to fuck off. Like, you know, if it's like, you know, get up at this time, you know, get the car cleaned, go to this close, knock for this many doors, talk to this person, return this email, follow up with this in school. And I just have a list of shit I have to get done for one. It's cheesy as it is. This right here, going like this, is like a fucking, me busting a nut. Every time I cross them off the list, I'm like, fuck yeah, I just did that. Fuck. And then at the end of the day, I usually have about 80 to 90%. And to be honest, it's fucking hard for me to get everything I need to get done. But Jordan Peterson kind of says as well, he's like, hey, if you get 70% of your shit done for the day, that's way more than zero or 10. And so, you know, setting a high amount of activities that have to be executed for that day or that week so usually like builds confidence. Yeah, a task list is huge for me. Yeah. That's what I would say. So like, yeah, task list, to do list. Um, yeah. But yeah, the other thing I was going to say is also reading. Anything that I know that is like separating myself because success leaves clues, right? And what a lot of successful people talk about, I guess I would say some of the biggest three or four main things that they all have in common is one is a sleep schedule, what time you wake up, what time you go to bed every night. And that's fucking hard to do. It's harder than people think. People probably actually know, but it's hard for me to go to bed at when I, my time's usually midnight and I go to bed and wake up at eight. It's fucking hard to stay on that routine. Yeah, it the, really is. The second thing is reading every day. It's super hard to do that too. 
The third thing I would say is physical exercise, another hard thing to do every day. Um, and then the fourth, I guess, is just removing vices if possible. But yeah, I don't know. I think that ultimately being able to um, find clarity is linked with doing things that suck and also things that just separate yourself from the crowd. Because one thing I've learned from with reading, because you know I love to read, is it's nuts, dude. Like the more you read on some like fucking matrix shit where you see the coding and the writing, I'll be reading a book, dude. Like I'll read like Big Real Rich shit. and I'm reading like emotional intelligence and I'm like, holy fuck, he's talking about the same exact concepts, not referencing to him at all, as this guy did in this book I read a year ago. And then I'll read another book. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I see, you ever seen like those FBI, like who's the murderer? It's like, he's connected to him, he's connected to him, he's connected to him. It's like the same idea with these books. I'm like, let's say the, let's say the topic is like, um, I don't know, uh, how, to, how to close a deal um, by, um, by taking the deal away. And then I'll read eight different books and they all link to that same fucking idea. And I'm like, holy shit. Maybe they know, maybe they don't know, but it's crazy because success really does leave clues, dude. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Sorry. I know you're like, no, 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 dude. I was like, it's spot on. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, that's another thing too is like, don't be afraid to try to learn from people that are being, you know, who are successful. Yeah. Like a lot of times people, um, you know, they kind of envy other people with success or yeah. they, you know, create a narrative like, oh, you know, a good one, Donald Trump, for example, yeah. right? We can all say he's successful. Yeah. However, 100%. you know, some people have a narrative where, you know, it's like, oh, he was just giving all of his money, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like he didn't, you know. Make billions of dollars. Make billions of dollars. Yeah. He's a successful guy. Yeah. I mean, hands down. Like everyone, yeah, you, you have should, to, you have fun. to say that, right? And then so from there, like. Say you, it. <laughs> you like Trump. <laughs> go, go. Admit it. Uh, no, um, but from there, it's like you have to um, get rid of that narrative that yeah. you have about him. Understand objectively that he's a successful guy, and there's information to be learned from him. Right. I'm sure, dude, we can learn a lot from Donald Trump. Yeah. And as much as the same about Joe Biden. Yeah. I mean, I could learn, like, you know, how to climb upstairs or ride a bike. Yes, I get you. No, you, yeah. You can learn. Everyone who's success, successful, yeah, they have information that you can yeah. get gather from them yep and uh it's just you have to be willing to learn it 100 yeah i think you have to put yourself out there in in a mindset that's like i'm comfortable learning from this person and this person. even if you hate that person like even if someone hates Donald trump you can learn something about fin- finances clearly about him even if you hate joe biden go back maybe a couple years when you know he was not all dimensioned out <laughs> but you can for sure learn some stuff about joe biden maybe like public speaking whatever it is it doesn't matter who it is the only way that you can really elevate yourself is by being able to look at what you are, you know, favored toward or, you know, biased towards and what you're not, because that's how you learn from both aspects. But one thing I kind of want to wrap up with kind of on, I guess, not really politics, but speech in general is I thought about this one time and I wrote it down. And I think it's pretty good is be aware of how you're speaking. Um, you will either subconsciously lower or raise your level of intellect and ambition depending on who you're hanging around. So I know this one kind of comes around like, Show me your friends, show me your future. But here's a great example. And there's not, like I said, once again, I love all my homies, all my friends, you guys are all great people in my life. But just for me, I am getting off the phone with, let's say, Christian, talking about fucking, or Jack or Max, talking about finances and life and success and blah, blah, blah. And then I get off, let's say I get off the phone and then I walk into Riley's. Instantly, even my sentences go from like, you know, I'm going to do this and I can't wait to lead this company and you know, the revenue that we're creating in my finances. And then literally I'm like, dude, that chick's fucking hot, bro. We're the fucking shots out, dude, bro. What's up, bro? That fucking me. Like instantly. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's a hundred percent a time and a place. And if you work your ass off all week and you want to go to the bar, 
I'm not saying don't do that. Fucking I do that. All I'm saying is it took me a second. I don't remember when this came up. I just wrote it in my notes and it stuck with me. It's like, just be aware of the things you're talking around and then the environment you're in. I would literally go from like being goddamn having a brain orgasm from all the knowledge I learned in a meeting with fucking, you know, solar. And then I get in my car and I turn on rap music and I call my buddy, what a fucker, how the fuck have you? And like instantly my dialect my Everything brain, changes. my mindset changes because I'm in a different wavelength. My frequencies are different. So I remember, um, you know, experiencing that firsthand uh, when I left to move to the Bay Area and yeah. I would come back. Yeah. And like in the Bay Area, you know, I was just working a couple Bay jobs. Bay Area! <laughs> uh, working a couple jobs and I'm just focusing on school, right? And then yeah. I'd come back over here to Chico right. and party and hang out with my friends. And I would consciously be aware of like, what I'm saying, how yeah. stupid I sound. Yeah, I was like, man, why the hell am I talking? I'd be saying Hella, that a lot. Like, yeah. um, a couple of the words, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a tangent, but I'm trying to avoid, and it's hard. Yeah, is like is any like. kind of filler word, right? Ain't, <laughs> ain't nothing. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no. Saying shit, let me get another shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other ones, literally, literally, and like. absolutely, absolutely. Those are hard things not to say. Um, I say 100%. I probably said it 10 times this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, trying to remove vocabulary Mm -hmm. is hard. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, at the same time though, like getting into what you're talking about, being aware of the, uh, your surroundings and the situations you kind of put yourself in and how that changes yourself. And it's as simple as looking at how the the way you talk, but um, you know, and it, it can compound too. If you keep putting yourself in that situation where you're going out con- constantly, yeah. Next thing you know, you're you've wasted a whole year of your life. Yeah. And like, wow, I didn't do anything last year. Yeah. I didn't do anything productive, and it's just because of the uh, the situation or your uh, surroundings mm-hmm. that you're in, um, in the environment. So yeah, I think self talk is huge because like you think something right, but then you say it out loud, it creates you make it real, right? Like. Good example is let's say we're on the doors and like, you know, we haven't gotten appointments at all day and I'm just saying, I'm like, you fuck, today sucks. I'm like, right? You're, you're reminding yourself because now you physically are hearing it from your own mouth. Like you might be thinking something, but if you don't act on it, it's easier. But what's that, uh, like Confucius quote? The man, he who thinks he can and he who thinks he cannot are both usually right. There you go. I'm a quote. Uh, yeah. And if you, <laughs> no, it's the truth. <laughs> I'm like, hey, who, what did uh, this guy yeah. say? Um, oh, Socrates. No. Uh, I mean, 600 BC. Yeah. No, go. but that's, that, I think that one's a huge one. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, the doors fucking suck today or yeah. uh, today fucking sucks. You say it. Serious torch. The rest of your day will suck. Yeah. You say, dude, today was awesome. I'm like, today's going well. Dude, the rest of your day is going to go well. Yeah. Or, and the other thing is too, because sometimes, don't get me wrong, I'm also in that boat of like, there's times for being positive. There's times you're like, dude, like if I'm having an appointment all day, I'm not going to be like, God, I love today. But, <laughs> but, right. Yeah. I, but there's a way to talk about it where you can remind yourself. Like I always say like, when well, it's, it's a tough day, I'll say like, today's a character building day and I know I'm getting better from it. Now I'm not going to say I love today, but there's a way where you can at least re- rewire it. So your brain realizes like, Oh, today is a character building day. I am getting better from this. Therefore I in, in the struggle. Well, you and I mean, I agree. No that, but you can also focus or you can choose to focus on the negatives yep. or you can choose to focus on the positives. Right. If you're sitting over here, like let's say you're just sitting at home all day looking at the news, you can focus on all the bad things in the news yep. or you can focus on all the good things. Yeah. And it's completely up to you. And it's whatever you're going towards. And if you're looking at the news all day and you're saying, you know, shootings, fires, yeah. terrible stuff happening in Ukraine, Russia. You yeah. can think, wow, the world's going to end. 
Yeah. But then on the other side of the thing, you know, the aisle, you can look at, wow, all the all the cool stuff happening with, you know, SpaceX. And like, yeah. Like, it, it's like, yeah, yeah, stuff, true, right? yeah. it's like hopeful stuff. Going like, to test. Oh, yeah, yeah these, go, these things are changing. Humanity on wow. a different planet. Yeah, yeah, everything's like all this like progress and technology is changing and we're learning so much. And this person said that and wow, my, my team's doing really well. You can focus on all the good and the rest of your day will be good. Yeah. And it, and it happens just when you're at work, right? You can focus on your boss being a, f- a fucking dick. Yeah. And it's like, God damn, I hate this job. Like, yeah. I hate it, right? Or you can focus on, like, all your co- coworkers are cool. Mm-hmm. And you can have a good day. Yeah. It just comes down to whatever yeah. you are. You control. At the end of the day, you really do control your reality. And I'm always, like, talking about manifest reality. But at the end of the day, dude, it really does come down to, like, this is your life. Like, you can wake up every day and fucking hate it. You can wake up every day and slack. You can wake up every day and get after it. And whatever get after it is for you, like I said, it doesn't have to be finance or fitness. It can be best writer, painting artist, whatever. But bottom line is I think that so many fucking people, like their life goal is not their life goal. Their life goal is what they've been told by everyone else. Go to a job or get a job, go to work, get a family, buy a house. I want to do all those things, right? I'm doing some of those now. But what my life goal is is so much more purpose than that. And I think a lot of people get so bogged down in the day-to-day because – they were told if you get X, Y, and Z, you'll be happy. And because it's not what they want, it's what society's told them. When they get X, Y, and Z, they're like, this is it. I'm miserable as fuck. I got the $100,000. So they didn't know what they wanted. Exactly. And that's the hardest thing, dude, is like quitting something. You know, sometimes people, it takes a cut, dude. It's There's billionaires purpose. that are depressed and like all they want to do is let's say. Well, billionaires have like a higher suicide rate yeah. than homeless people. Or it's that, some, something it's like some kind of crazy stat. Isn't that crazy though? Like even like, if that's wow. remotely true, like. Think about that. It's because money can't buy happiness. What money can do is it can fill a lot of voids and take care of a lot of you know financial problems when most of the world has those. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, billionaires killing himself. Let's give an example. Let's say a billionaire committed – oh, here's an actual good one. This literally happened. I remember. He didn't kill himself. But there was a billionaire. I don't know if you saw this. He fucking died trying to get a penis enlargement. He was a billionaire, mega billionaire, and he fucking died on the operating table for getting a penis enlargement. And I'm like, bro, think about money it. All the money, money – yeah. Great investment. I would be right there with that. Um, all the money in the fucking world, and this guy still was happy about his dick. Yeah. Like, dude. Now, don't get me wrong. I know people are like, well, you can do whatever you want. That's fine. But it's like, dude, you have so much money, and you're still insecure. Clearly, you're insecure about your own fucking body. Like, if that isn't the definition of a fucking... And he died from it because he wanted well, to get his dick bigger. Let's be honest. How, how small do you think it was? <laughs> Quarter. Half inch tops. But I mean, dude. That but I know it's such a, like, gruesome, like... Way to, to kind of connect it all, but the bottom line is like, dude, think about it. all the money in the world. The guy still was insecure about himself. It's like, dude, fucking clearly, he was missing out on a deeper part of life that has more meaning than just money. And so, and you uh, just never found it. So, um, what is your uh, your big takeaways? Uh, Christian Deluca, Christian uh, Max, right? big takeaway. I would say honestly, from today, it's actually good to start doing this. I don't know. I just think that obviously having you on the show is fire because. You and me are really similar in a lot of aspects, but we're different in a lot of ways too, which is good because you need friends that are like that. I'm straight. He's good. It's it's cool. Teach your own, right? Teach your own. No, but for real, uh, it's it's good. I know. I would just say that ultimately, it's like for one, I would say that like consistency, constant repetition carries conviction. I know I've said that a bunch, but being consistent will breed success. The second thing I would say is like just because you're elevating doesn't mean you have to cut your friends out of your life. But I would say be very aware of who's your friend. And who's someone that just wants to hold you down because you're successful? Because I have a lot of friends that I don't hang around with them anymore, but I still love them to death and they respect me for what I'm doing. But I, I'm just done with that lifestyle for the most part. You know what I'm saying? And I have other people that are literally jealous and envious. I mean, I'm like, God, go fuck yourself. 
Um, and then the final thing I would say is continue to surround yourself with people that are like-minded because you can really grow and find shit out about yourself just talking to someone else, you know? Sometimes, like, I might have all these thoughts in my head and you have those thoughts in your head, but, like, actually collaborating and speaking about them, you might have a light bulb. Like, oh, fuck, Nick said something that resonates in here. Oh, fuck, Jack said a good point. So surround yourself with people that want what's best for you, but they're also doing what's best as well. What about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think everything you said is great. Uh, uh, Pudgers, you got to come up with your ideas, huh? Okay, yeah. Well, you took all my... <laughs> no, uh, okay. Uh, being conscious of your environment. Yeah, right? 100%. Uh, finding, I stop saying that word. So finding. <laughs> so I say it all the time. Literally, absolutely. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, so being conscious of your environment, yeah. you know, whether that be the friends that you surround yourself with, the people that you're closest to, or actually what you're doing that's surrounded by you. Uh, so be conscious of that. Uh, the other is finding clarity, mm -hmm. however that may come, finding your why. Um, and then, yeah, just being able to have some introspective thoughts about yeah. yourself. Being able to look at yourself objectively is a hard thing to do, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's pretty huge. Fire. One last thing I'll wrap up with, because this is going for an hour. Wow. Um, one last thing I want to wrap up because I think this is huge too in today's world is like eye contact. Like I don't know how many people in today's world that don't know how to make eye contact. Jake Tonkin has entered the building, ladies and gentlemen, as we're wrapping up the podcast and he's on the vibe. Um, but eye contact I think is fucking huge and like not enough people know how to like make eye contact and like body language. Yeah, body language because eye contact dude, says a lot about a person. It talks about like how confident they are. You know, nonverbals are huge. So wrapping up with that jake just got a fucking slice of hot and ready pizza let's go um once again thanks for coming on brother this is a huge episode we're back we've been gone for quite some time but we got i think three or four podcasts lined up this week alone appreciate all your guys support and love and hate and despise and, and i'm just kidding anyway thanks again guys love you all for the support laugh about it we'll see you next week